0: This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. In alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah nasta Alhamdulillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'ainu wa nastaghfiruhu wa ونتوقل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مذل له ومن يذلل فلا هادي له ان لا إله إلا الله وحده وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وله الحكم وله الامر يحيي ويميت وهو حي دائم لا يموت وهو على كل شيء قدير ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه ومن ولا وبعد فإن الأستك الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحدي حدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ذلالة وكل ذلالة في النار أيها الأخوة الكرام وأخوات السيدات السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته قال عز وجل أعوذ بالله سمع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم هو الذي ارْسَلَ رَسُولَهُ بِالْهُدَى وَدِينِ الْحَقِّ لِيُظْهِرَهُ عَلَى الدِّينِ كُلِّ وَلَوْ كَرِهَ الْكَافِرُونَ وَقَالَ الزَّوْجَانِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ أَرَأَيْتَ الَّذِي يُكَذِّبُ بِالدِّينِ فَذَلِكَ الَّذِي يَدْعُو يَتِيمًا وَلَا يَحُدُّ عَلَى طَعَامِ الْمِسْكِينَ فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُسَلِّينَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَاهُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ يُرَاءُونَ وَيَمْنَعُونَ الْمَاعُونَ Dear brothers and sisters, We want to make the best observation we can in the shortest way. We want to treat the sickness of the ummah in the way we can here, in our part of the ummah where we are, where we hold some responsibility. And this is not a very sophisticated matter. It is not something left up to the ulama and the fuqaha and the people well established in knowledge or those with high taqwa. It is something the generality of us we can address. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes the statement to us that it is he who sent his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa with the Huda guidance of Quran and Sunnah, Wadīn al-Haq, the system of truth, al-Islam, in order that it may Quran and Sunnah and Dīn al-Haq, Islam, that it may prevail, become dominant. And ruling over every other system which may exist. And in Sahih al-Bukhari, Sahih Muslim, there is a hadith, a short one, where the Messenger of Allah said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he made the eastern and western parts of the earth draw near for me in order for me to see it. And he says, By Allah, the rule of my Ummah shall reach as far as I saw. In In the hadith recorded by Imam Ahmed. One of the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, his name was Tamim Ad-Dari. He said, I heard the Messenger of Allah ﷺ say, This matter of ours, meaning Al-Islam, will keep spreading as far as the night and day reaches until Allah will not leave any house made of mud or camel's hair, but will make this religion enter it by bringing might and honor to the Muslims and bringing humiliation and disgrace for those who reject. Subhanallah. How the Messenger of Allah described how this deen would evolve, and it did exactly what he said. But in some other ahadith, he mentioned to the companions, his companions, how even after that the deen would recede, and the condition of the Muslims would deteriorate exactly what it is today. But it would also come back again because this is the manner of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cause it to go up and back and up and back as He so pleases until the day of judgment. It will come. So we are living in that time in which Islam has receded. Although the numbers of the Muslims have expanded and the places where Muslims are is every single place in the earth but their iman has receded and their presence and their dignity has receded it is because the Muslims themselves both the leaders and the followers have lost their conviction and their commitment to the Izzah the power and the potential for Islam to rule the Muslims today They are no longer convinced that the place of Islam is a ruling place. They are no longer convinced, both the leaders and the followers as we are, we are not convinced that we have the capability to rise up into a position where Islam will become dominant. We have lost that conviction. both the muslim leaders and those who follow their subjects most of those who claim to know scholars students of knowledge with the titles even they they no longer have the conviction just they are reciting just they are praying being satisfied like birds what is put inside their mouths by the kufar. They are satisfied with what has been designated to them by the non-Muslim rulers, designated to them by the non-Muslim governments, designated to them by the non-Muslim teachers, scientists, industrialists who live around them and give them favors, and allow them to practice their Islam, not to establish their Islam. Both the leaders and the followers, those who know and those who are ignorant, have become complacent with that arrangement. But that is not the arrangement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not for Islam. That is His arrangement for the Muslims who have become complacent, that to live under the foot of the kuffar, so Allah punishes us by the kufar. And in another hadith, the Prophet said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He may bring Izza to this deen even by the wicked acts of a Fajr. You see how maybe it is that through the punishment of some wicked person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will wake up the Muslims. And by waking them up and punishing them, they will restore the dignity of Islam for themselves and for the Muslim world. The Muslims today are satisfied to have the products, the culture, the social and political standards that are delivered to them at the price of exploitation and corruption. Muslims today will argue and boycott one another Muslims here, Muslims there, Muslims in this country and every other Muslim country. Muslims will boycott each other, hate each other, argue with one another for years about the beard. Whether we should raise or lower our hands in the salah. About the pants above the ankle. About the hijab of the niqab. About halal meat. They will argue with each other about these things. But if one of them has a heart attack, you see, we will rush him to the hospital to have his head, his heart, his chest cut open by a kafir. And he has no problem about that. And when our children are born, we have no problem to rush our wives to the hospital. To have some kafir to put his hand all the way up inside of our wife and deliver our children. And if we have some aneurysm or problem in our brain, we don't mind to rush to the hospital to have our heads cut open by some kafir. Why? Because important issues like this, we leave it for the kafirs. But small issues about the beard and the pants and all of that, we argue with each other and we don't speak for years. It's our condition. We have abandoned the Jihad and the Mujahid. We don't even want to talk about Jihad. And the Mujahid is being called a terrorist, an extremist, a fanatic, a murderer, a filthy person, a heretic, a this or that, and we say nothing. Just we want to stay clear of it. want to stay clear of them. So we have abandoned both where the jihad is done and the mujahid who is doing jihad. And Allah he knows best. Who is doing jihad? Wallahi, some people who is doing jihad today, they are so confused and so angry that they have flipped the jihad so they're killing more Muslims than they're killing kafirs. Because this is where anger and frustration leads us. This is because many of the mujahideen, they are angry. And they are justifiably angry. But they are not being led by the ulama and the fuqaha. Because the ulama and the fuqaha, they can't fight no jihad because even they can't run down the road. They don't want to go far from their houses. And they don't want to go far from the Masjid where they stand. Because that's their comfort zone. Their house and their masjid or the place where they give their khutbah. But they are not strapping on their weapons. They are not strapping on and fixing their cars or their what vehicles and moving out to the places to defend the frontiers of Islam. No, not the ulama and the fuqaha. They must be inside the masjid and the madrasas. They cannot go far from their families. This is why we see the confusion among the young who want to make jihad but they have no guidance. Well Muslims, we have given up the science, the industry, matters of government, medicine and social issues entirely to the non-Muslims. Look inside your houses, look inside the restaurants, the stores, look in your country and select 100 products arbitrarily. 100 products and services and I'll tell you, out of 100 products and services, Only five come from Muslims, and usually it's food. Everything else, whether in Saudi Arabia or Syria or Egypt or Jordan or every country I have been in, all the science and industry is in the hands of the kuffar. And yet, the people keep on giving more fatwas and more fatwas and more fatwas and more fatwas and more fatwas. fatwas. We have given up our countries, we have given up our society, we have given up our children. O Muslims, what can we do? Listen what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about us. Do you not see the people who themselves give a lie to the religion? They falsify the religion? They are perpetrating a lie on the religion? فَذَٰلِكَ الَّذِي الْيَتِيمِ أَرَأَيْتَ الَّذِي يُكَذِّبُ بِالْدِينِ Who are they? يَدْعُ الْيَتِيمِ The orphan, they don't care about them. We're not talking about the orphan that's in your family. Of course, the orphan from your family, you will take care of him. But what about all the other orphans? What about the orphans that are different color? What about the orphans that have a different race? What about the orphans of a different religion? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he talks about yatim, he's not talking about just the Muslim orphan, or the orphan inside your family, or the orphan inside your village, or the orphan inside your society, but all the orphans, who themselves are the children of oppression. Who are the Muslims doing? What about Darfur? I hear Muslims talking about Afghanistan. Muslims talking about Pakistan. Muslims talking about Kashmir. Muslims talking about Iraq. Muslims talking about Jerusalem. But Muslims, what about Darfur? You probably don't even know what is Darfur. 85,000 people are dying every month in Darfur. Subhanallah. But because they're dark, dirty... Africans. Who should care about some dark, dirty Africans? Nobody. These are the yatim also. If you don't know, go check it. Because Allah will hold you responsible for them. If you are denying them, you are denying the ayah fits. Ta'am al And you hold back the food which belonged to the masakeen. You don't feed the poor. You won't go outside of your neighborhood. You will feed something who will come to the mosque, but you won't go outside. You hold back. And verily, the poor people in this country, they share in your wealth. They share in your comfort. And if you don't give to them on the Day of Judgment, Allah, He will give because He is the distributor. So curse be upon those who pray. Those who perform lots of ibadah. You see? sahun <laughs> Empty. They're unmindful. They're praying. They're doing ibadah. They're fasting. They're reading Quran. They're making dhikr. They're doing this and that. But they are unmindful even while they're doing it. Thinking about something else. They're not even concentrating on what it means. <laughs> they, they're people of riyah. Just doing it so that people can confirm they are Muslims, to be seen. Oh, lots of raka'ah, lots of Qur'an, lots of du'a in front of the people. But none at night. None among their family. al maun. Another characteristic, that they don't give neighborly needs. They don't supply neighborly needs. They don't go to their Hindu neighbor, they don't go to their Christian neighbor, they don't go to their neighbors and share with the neighbor and find out what his or her condition is. But they hold it back and they say, oh those dirty Hindus, oh those misguided Christians, but those are your neighbors. Oh Muslims, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we reflect upon the medicine, that we take the medicine. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he removed the nifaq from us we ask alastander that he raise us the condition that we have inside ourselves for our families for our society for the muslim world waqul qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum alhamdulillah wa kafaa wa salatu wa salam ala sayyid almustafa sallallahu alayhi wa salam wa ala alihi wa ashabi wa azwajihi wa man wala wa ba what can we do? The question is, what can we do? One, we can do tuskid and nafs. We can purify ourselves. Reflect, think. Oh Muslims, think. Straighten out yourself, check yourself out. Look at your worship. Who are you worshiping? Look at your knowledge. What, how authentic is it? What is the quality of your worship? Not the quantity. What about your habits? Can you get rid of some of those habits that you have? You know, habits that are unnecessary. Can you get rid of some of them and take that money from that habit and spend it in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Reform ourselves. Especially aim our reformation at our young people. Fathers, take a good look at your children because that's what you're sending for for tomorrow. And if your children are disobeying you and they have chosen another path, they don't want to pray, they don't want to fast, they don't want Qur'an, they're singing nasheeds and they're dancing songs and music and some of them using drugs and hanging out with Kafirs and involved in violence and they're just disrespecting you and they don't want to get up for Fajr or whatever, look at yourself! because usually the fruit don't fall too far from the tree. We need to establish an Islamic home, which means we need to empower our women. Yes, I know that women should be Islamically, according to the shara'i situation. They should be in the masjid in the back, but it has nothing to do with the issue of the society. You have confused it. We have confused it. We think that because the Muslim women supposed to pray in the back. We think that in the society that is their general position. It is not. The home is not in the back. The home is in the front. It is mothers who rocked the cradle of prophets. It is women who raised up. The scholars. The Mujahideen. The Awliya. It is women. And it is the same women that is in the back. But you must empower them. Not empower them to give khutbah or to lead the prayer. This is not what we're talking about. Empower them to be balanced. To struggle along with us. To establish this deen. Empower them. Because where you find ignorant women... That are neglected, you're going to find frustrated, ignorant, and deviant children. But where you find women that have knowledge of deen, they are empowered, and they have good self-esteem, they will produce the leaders that this Ummah needs. We need to instruct and serve our society. Serve the society. Don't just hand out pamphlets. How dare you to hand people out pamphlets telling them they should become a Muslim? Why? What example is there? If you don't smell good, and you don't look good, and you don't taste good, why should somebody accept something from us? No. Reform ourselves. Serve the society. Offer them something. Give them something. Teach them. Don't just... Preach to them. Be involved with them in what is good. We stay away from the itim and the udwan. But whatever is good, is good for them and us. And we cannot leave the society and say, we have nothing to do with them, except to give them pamphlets and booklets. We need to liberate the lands of the Muslims. At least make dua. What? George Bush doesn't allow me to make dua for Palestine, for Iraq, for Afghanistan, for Kashmir, for Darfur. No, I make dua not only for them, but I make dua for the end of his rule. What it matters, jail is just like a prelude to the grave. All of us will go there. The rulers and the foolers we have to make dua to liberate the land of the muslims we have to reform and purify muslim government wherever it is those who are in a position of power influence over the muslims we have to advise him to purify himself to make taskir we don't rebel we don't criticize We don't defame, but we advise. We have to. We cannot leave it as it is. Oh Muslims, we must remove the racial and cultural prejudice and innovation among the Muslims. And Muslims, I want to say this to you. I am a new Muslim. I don't have much knowledge. Maybe I don't, you know, you you might be asking yourself, what am I doing standing up here talking to you? I think the same thing myself. But I tell you what I see the major problem of the muslims today is inside of them not outside and what it? is it is two things racial and cultural prejudice that they practice among themselves every day the second thing is gross innovation when it comes to the quran and the sunnah you figure it out for yourself if you say that's not me, okay, it's not you. Be in denial. Be in denial. The, de- the disease will only increase as long as you are in denial. But if it applies to all of us, purge yourself of this filth, this racial and cultural prejudice, and this filthy innovation and heresy that the people brought as cultural baggage from wherever they came from. Rebuild the consciousness. Of brotherhood and cooperation among Muslims. Brotherhood. Eat together, speak together, talk together, sit together, do business together, live together, work together, build your communities not based upon just ideology and race but only upon brotherhood. Launch dignified and methodical dawah. Dignified dawah. Methodical dawah. That means it's planned it's dignified with high station so people can respect our da'wah. Build Islamic communities, real communities where there is real leadership and after that, advise, push, press your leader to make coalition with the other leaders because if they don't, your community is going nowhere and you're going nowhere. And finally, we need to empower our women to be involved in the community. Empower them. There is a place for them. Make the place for them. And I say to you brothers, if you give your women the empowerment and a place where they feel self-esteem, they will beautify the mosque. They will bring light to the mosque. They will bring the children to the mosque. They will bring another energy to the masjid, to the school, to your activities, and they will also illuminate your homes. And they will bring something to the Islamic struggle that we men are unable to bring. Such were the sahabiyat. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cause all of us to be mindful of these things, both the speaker and the listeners. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cause all of us to take our daily medicine and nasiha from the Qur'an, the Sunnah. Rabbana atina fi dunya, hassanatum wa fi al-akhirati hassanatum wa qeeena za binar. Rabbana atina amila dhunkur rahmatum wa hayya'lina min amrina rashada. Rabbana innana amana fakfirina dhunubana wa qeeena za Rabbana amana fakfirina wa rahamna wa anta khayir Rahimin. La ilaha illa anta Subhanaka innikultu minal Dalimin. يا الله غفور رحيم برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين ارحمنا عباد الله ان الله يعمل بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون ورد الله تعالى واعلى واولا وعز وجل وتم وحم واكبر واقم الصلاه